Hi, I am Kyle. And I'm Jeremy. And we are the Social Ninjas. Hiya! Jeremy and I both struggled with social anxiety and mental health overall. Now we both work to improve our own mental health and the mental health of others by sharing what we did to help our social anxiety and what we learn and continue to do to improve upon our own mental health. What we share is what we learn from our own experiences. We are not mental health professionals and what we say should not be used in place of or replacement of medication or your doctor. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. show. My name is Kyle, and we have Jeremy here as well. What is up, Jeremy? What's going on? We are the Social Ninjas, or at least our podcast is called that. So we, we assume the ninja title as well. <laughs> we do. So, Jeremy, before we got on uh, the call here, you're talking about doing some free hug stuff. So what's been going on with that? Share a little insight. Absolutely. So... I did free hugs a while back when I was interviewed on a radio show. Well, what happened is I was, I was interviewed on a radio show. It's called the Inspirational Hour. And the lady who was interviewing me here at the radio show did, has been doing free hugs for 10 years, Ingrid. And she, oh. challenged, she challenged me to do free hugs as well. <laughs> so I accepted that challenge, even though it was absolutely terrifying. But it's interesting, it's gone, I realize it's gone better. Like when I did free hugs the first time, it took me hours and hours. I went hours and hours before I actually got out there. Anyways, but the more I do it, the easier it gets. And I realize after each time that I feel absolutely incredible. And so I'm always trying to push the boundaries and challenge myself more and more. And I've always wanted to do seven days in a row of free hugs. So yeah so it's a lot of hugs how many hugs do you average per day i I don't even like countless um countless which is fascinating like it's this dynamic i mean getting well i'm sure we'll get into it but like just before i go out there you know as i as i envision it i'm thinking oh people are gonna look at me they're gonna judge me no one's gonna give me hugs they're gonna think i'm crazy (laughs) (laughs) but my brain, which has a positive intention, trying to keep me safe, is wrong. I meet some of the most incredible people and get some really nice hugs. And every single person who gives me a hug is so thankful for that hug. They say, thank you so much. Or, or I had a lady cry in my arms. And what? She's like, thank yeah, she cried in my arms. And... Uh, she's like, I've been having a really hard time lately. And she's, she's told me how she hasn't had a hug in a really long time. And I really cha- like, cha- like helped her day. It really turned things around. I, I'm like, wow, in my head, I'm like, that's just a hug. What are you talking about? But apparently I didn't know how to help the power of it until I really started giving those hugs. Yeah, so. I remember my grandma actually telling me a couple years ago, I don't remember exactly the science behind it, but she read something about how like you get the full impact of a hug if you hug for seven, I think it's seven seconds or longer. Oh, it's 30 seconds. I mean, maybe you can get an extra impact of 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it seems like a pretty long hug. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't, 
I it's very rare to get a out of all my free hugging experience. I've probably only gone three of those like hours of giving hugs, but I, yeah, seven seconds sounds about right as far as really getting a good hug. And um, it's I never knew there's such a there's so it's such a science to it. I mean, like the dynamic of I never you don't ask people for hugs because you're there's a certain boundary on doing that. And as far as how long do you do the hug is another dynamic I learned, and that's you let them you hug them until they let go and i remember at the beginning of it when i first did it i felt awkward I, i'd want to let go <laughs> i was like oh i feel okay i'll let go of you now like i'm sorry but it's one of those it's powerful it's one of those things that um has helped me actually like when i give hugs yeah i'm holding a space and i'm um giving that support but it helps me it definitely helps me reprogram my brain kind of like how gratitude does it's very similar yeah yeah definitely so yeah i'm on day three i have four more days i'm working with a my friend came out yesterday to the santa monica pier he's a professional photographer he took incredible pictures and videos i got a random sponsor yesterday out of nowhere (laughs) oh really Prominent on the pod. I got a call, sorry. And then um, today I went to Hollywood. I went to Oh, man. <laughs> See, where I live, I couldn't name any cities that you would well, I'm glad I live in a city where people recognize it worldwide, apparently. <laughs> so I did, I did a hug. I did some free hugs in the front <laughs> of the Chinese theater, TLC Chinese theater, and then also the El Capitan where the it's right there where they do the Academy Awards every year. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Interesting. Mm. So, yeah. so yeah, I've been uh, similar similarly going through sort of the same thing, not with hugs, but kind of dipping outside my comfort zone and finding that. I'm getting a lot more comfortable with things that before I was very uncomfortable with. So I've been kind of doing some kind of some mental health kind of speeches and presentations here and there. I did a, uh, I did a uh, little training event to be an ending the silent speaker speaker for the uh, an organization called National Alliance of Mental Illness. You ever heard of them? NAMI. Yeah, so they do this thing where you can volunteer if you've had, you know, mental health struggles where you can volunteer to be what they call an ending the silent speaker. And basically you go into schools and pairs and you kind of just like share your story and kind of help just end the silence and mental health and kind of end the stigma of it. So um, while we were at this training, which was in Lexington, Kentucky, and of course, all of us never met each other before, and we kind of had to get up in front of everybody and kind of tell our story like we would if we were telling the class, which uh, obviously for me, you know, suffering with social anxiety before, uh, I, I was a little, it was a little nerve wracking at first, especially since I didn't know anybody, but I mean, mm. definitely has gotten so much better as far as like the nerves beforehand. And like once I was up there and just like, 
doing my thing, telling my story. I didn't feel any nerves at all. And that was one of the first few times that's ever happened. It's pretty you, incredible feeling when you, you start to actually. Did you have discomfort? So you said feel you had discomfort you before you gave the speech. Yeah, a little bit. Not as much as I, you know, have had in the past. But yeah, I definitely did a little bit. Hmm. Kind of just does your, does your soul already come back? Just kind of nerves. Something where you have an awareness of how it works and that it's not a real story, and um, you can't you have you're in you're in charge. Like, how does that work? Yeah, it's kind of funny. I'd say it's I'm kind of in charge of it. I guess there might be times where it could start to creep back, but I just know how to kind of reframe my mind to make sure it how doesn't do fully mind? exist. Does that make sense? I mean, depending on the situation, I mean, so like, for example, I, I like before, like when I was in high school or something, mm-hmm. I'm like standing in the line at, mcdonald's like yeah. waiting for my food i'll feel anxious feeling like people are looking at me but like now that, that doesn't even happen like that's that's not a thing but for something like what i just talked about about to you know talk in front of a group of people about yeah, my story incredible. people have barely known for more than 30 minutes you know and mm. i kind of have i kind of have that anxious feeling at first and then i'm just like I kind of just reframe that thought like, okay, this is just me telling my story. Like this is something I know, like there's nothing to be nervous about per se. Cause I'm just telling my story. I'm not, you know, taking a test or trying to memorize facts. This is just like me being me and just saying what I do. And like, I just, um, I'm not going to focus on mm-hmm. trying to be perfect. I'm just going to be like, yeah. I'm just going to be me. I'm just going to let it all out and just, just be me. Mm-hmm. It, it takes a lot of practice to, to do that for sure but and i still yeah. practice i think it's it, very but, fascinating yeah, how like, i get better and better stories every time. are similar in, in a sense of we both had very bad social anxiety and uh it's it almost became a gift in the sense of we, we both know what it's like to struggle with as far as being in public play with in crowds of people and being in front of people and just being like with i don't know about you but for me when i was middle school i just had this this story in my head that everyone hated me even people i didn't even know and i was just so i was so determined to turn it around i just i wanted to get into a space of loving myself and understand how the brain works and i was so obsessed with reading about you know how the how i can read how i can turn this story around and i think it's i i love the fact how we had this challenge and we chose to turn it around and it's, it's because we went through this challenge that we were that uh we appreciate and we we know all this information that we want to share with the world yeah absolutely yeah we could go into a whole other episode of how social anxiety was actually a kind of a gift for us in a way or at least for me, and I'm sure it was you as well. Cool. So what's next on the menu, Kyle? Say that, that's a good segue into our main topic intro of, you know, how struggles, you know, or slash challenges are actually opportunities. And kind of what we were talking yeah. about, <laughs> the uh, kind of the, the growth 
the growth zone slash the comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So we don't actually, and, and it took me so long to figure this out. I don't know why this isn't taught in schools. <laughs> that you can't actually <laughs> grow until you get outside of your comfort zone. And I, it took me a long time to figure that out, but it's just so true. And when you can actually get outside your comfort zone and get into that uncomfortableness, while it may be uncomfortable during that period of time, once you've gone through it, you've experienced growth. And man, there's, there's nothing like personal growth. Like, I, I love that so much. <laughs> it's just such a satisfying it's that, feeling when you just feel that growth. It's, that, it's that cold shower. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this water is so cold. <laughs> but once, once you, once uh, once I accept it and I allow it and say everything's gonna be okay, this cold water isn't gonna do actual damage, you know, barring the dynamic, you know, the, if the water is not damaging cold, right? Right. So you it's not gonna do actual. Uh-huh. Do you actually take cold I do, beverage? I do, I do. Not all the time. I go, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. I, I, I've been doing like a routine. Uh, I'll kind of just take a normal shower. And then at the end, like the last like two minutes, I'll put it on full blast cold. I do that too. <laughs> <laughs> I totally do that. And my, it's interesting how my brain always says, danger, danger. And I say thanks for sharing, and then I just keep doing it, and then it goes away. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's supposed to have really good uh, benefit for your brain. Something about like excites the mitochondria in your brain. So I don't know. I do it. It's a, uh, <laughs> it's like something that I love hate. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it totally is. <laughs> but I think it's, it's it's such a good parallel for what we're talking about as far as being out of your comfort zone you're not in your yeah yeah so we've talked about some things that we've been doing you know now that have been kind of some or maybe just more of uncomfortable what are some let's start with you first you know what's a struggle that or a particular struggle in your past that you went through that maybe didn't seem like an opportunity but you realize looking back that it was it was actually a good thing. Oh, man, that's a good question. Um, for me, just kind of touching back into how I just felt so disconnected from everyone in middle school. Like, I was, like, my bully basically in my head got my entire grade against me, and that included these two guys at one time both grabbing me by the neck and throwing me to the floor, and I hit my head on the concrete on the floor, and then I went into my English class and my crush was in there and I was crying so much and she's staring at me. I was so embarrassed. <laughs> of course, she's super nice and then actually brought us closer. And then there's another time I had a, a girl just kick me in the shin just to tell people that she did it. And then I had another time where I had a Gatorade bottle thrown at my head from like a second story. And going back to your question, I think that's a, because I was so disconnected from everybody and because I know what I know now and I'm able to connect with people so well because I've just put so much work into myself and doing it that I just appreciate connecting with people so much more. And I feel like if I was always 
really good at connecting with people, I would not do it as much. I wouldn't as I wouldn't appreciate it as much. And also, I mean, I still my social anxiety creeps 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 in, and because of you know the techniques I'm sure we're gonna go over later, because I'm consistently it's like the gym. Socializing is like the gym. And what I mean by that is the more I talk to people, the more I talk to like the baristas and the cash people at the cash registers and the people around me, every time I do that, I'm doing reps for my social part of my brain. And because I have to keep doing it, I think that um, I meet more people. It's plain and simple. Even if I'm really good at socializing, if I don't go out and meet anyone, what's, what's, what's the purpose? It's like if I have a bunch of gold in the chest and I never spend it, like how about like what's the point of all that gold if you're not if you're not really using it? If you have a bunch of money but you never spend it ever, what's the point, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I like what you said about the reps kinda like working that muscle. And if you stop doing the reps and you just completely kinda go cold and don't continuously work on it, you know, and then that muscle mm-hmm. becomes smaller and weaker. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a good analogy. So, yeah, one that comes to my mind as far as being a struggle that became an opportunity, or at least was a a good thing, but I definitely didn't see it as an opportunity back then was, you know, uh, when I switched from my small private school to a very large public school, of which I, I knew no one at. So, obviously, coming into that, it was just kind of like the just the worst thing possible. There was absolutely no good to be found in this. I mean, I, I remember mm. just kind of just, just being alone, man, just not knowing anybody, not knowing anywhere to go. I didn't know anything about this school. It's my first time being at a public school as well. So it's the first time I'm, I'm not even wearing a uniform to school. Uh, <laughs> I'm wearing whatever I wanted to wear. And then, you know, just, I remember the bus would drop us off like 40 minutes early before class. And I was like, oh man, what am I supposed to do for 40 minutes? And I remember just, you know, just walking around in circles in the halls for a while just to kill time and figured no one would ever notice me because there's so many people and so many students in the school. Mm -hmm. I remember one time uh, this girl kind of, called me out on the bus on the way home saying, you know, why are you walking around in circles? Saw you were doing that this morning. You know? Ooh. Yeah. So, you know, I was humiliated and embarrassed. And I just, yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah, I mean, she killed my strategy. Like, what the heck, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so after that, I didn't walk in circles anymore. And, man, that was that was my one of my lowest points. I remember just going to the bathroom stall and just sitting there and just having like all these just negative thoughts and just saying like, why, why am I so different? Why am I, why can I not be like, why can I not socialize like other people? Why can't I make friends, you know, and just kind of having these negative self-pity thoughts and just crying, you know, in that bathroom stall. Yeah. And so, how, so going back to the kind of question, what is, so how going through this struggle, how, um, how did it, how has it become a gift? That struggle. Yeah. So the, yeah, the gift for me was 
I was I was too comfortable in the in my private school. I had a small group of friends that I was, you know, comfortable enough with because I you know I knew them ever since I was a baby. They went you know went to my church and they also went to school with me. So I was very comfortable with about three or four guys at school, and then I got thrown into this uh, unsheltered environment, if you will, where everything was put on the table and I had no one to hide behind. I, literally had to be myself and really fight for myself and not have to lean on anybody. And I think that was such a gift for me and such a growing moment for me while it was terrible the whole time. And I look back on that and I say this all the time, it was the best thing that happened to me was going to that public school because I don't, I don't know what would have happened if I would have stayed at the private school until I graduated high school. I would have been a completely different person than I am now. And I, I really enjoy who I am now, so I'm glad that happened. <laughs> so you're sounds like you were forced to take that cold shower. Yeah, they just threw me in that shower, and then they locked the door. So make uh, really cold showers. So, um, so I have some, um, some cold shower benefits in front of me. Should we go over some? Yeah. So I have a so cold showers it builds your willpower which I can definitely attest to. Sure. Um, it builds emotional release. It reduces stress. It increases your alertness. It improves your skin and your hair. It stimulates weight loss. It uh, increases testosterone. It boosts fertility. It improves circulation and your immunity, your um, immune system. It helps your helps your lymphatic system. It speeds up muscle recovery, and a big one for me is it relieves depression. Oh, really? I didn't know that last mm-hmm. one. Yeah, and um, I remember. Yeah, when, so, yeah, when I do take cold showers, I definitely feel amazing after. I'm singing and having a good time, and I'm not in my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is amazing how you feel afterwards. It's like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like everything kind of lights up. It's like, it's almost, it's, I almost say it, it's almost like energizing in a way. I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain. For me, it gets me out of my head. Like I feel like no matter what I'm thinking in my head, I'm much always happier when I'm in my environment. You know, you know that's all is I'm just being the moment, just being the moment. But sometimes it's easier said than done. And uh, cold showers, uh, Kind of sounds like a tool that can force you to go be in the moment. Yeah, it kind of forces you to like focus on. I just actually just saw a video from someone on Instagram where he, uh, he he's a mental health advocate, but he what he likes to do because he suffered with panic attacks and stuff. So what he likes to do is he likes to take he'll take a cold ice bath every night, and it like forces him to focus on nothing but his breathing. Like when you get that cold, you're kind of like tightened up, and you're just like, all you can do is just focus on your breathing. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's a really good idea. That's crazy. I don't know if I would do it. We're <laughs> <laughs> taking a nice bath. You're you're stuck there. There's no oh. no moving away like the shower. <laughs> I think it's fascinating, like the bringing in framing into the picture. When I, as far as I used to take cold shower every shower. And I'm open to doing it again. I'm sure this, this podcast will motivate me to do some more out of my comfort zone stuff because I want to 
do the things I kind of say are helpful. <laughs> and framing, here's a perfect example. What's a cold shower? Is it really uncomfortable and unnerving or is it refreshing? <laughs> right? Very true, yeah. This, this is so refreshing. This is so refreshing. Just <laughs> say it until it is. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. Okay. What do you have? So, I know I hear a lot of people, and I'm sure you do as well, and you've probably felt this way, as I have myself, where you have these moments where we are struggling, and it just feels like, kind of like, we're weak for struggling. Like we're, the, we're, we're not right for struggling. We're not seeing other people, at least on the surface, look like they're struggling. Mm -hmm. I think it's a common misconception that kind of you know, basically you're you're weak for struggling and that only strong people don't struggle mm -hmm. where I, I think all successful and strong people do have struggles they do go through those times and just because we don't see it on the surface doesn't mean it's doesn't mean it's not happening yeah yeah, I mean, it's my big <laughs> thing with social media. It's this dynamic of let me just share my experiences in life when I'm at my best, and then not share myself when I'm sh when I'm struggling. I'm going through it because because that's bad. You're not supposed to. And then, but all you're doing is two negatives when you don't share the bad parts of your life. There's one. I remember the first time I did a vulnerable post on Instagram. I was in Western Australia, and I just finished. I do. A, I'm part of a men's organization called Mankind Project, and when I was staffing one of these weekends, and I had a great support system around me, so I was like, I might as well take a chance. Yeah. I made a post where I was super vulnerable. I'll never forget. I posted it. And I wanted to delete it afterwards. I was like, oh no, I should have been delete it. Everyone's going to judge me. Ah. <laughs> and I had it in my head that people were just going to reject me and say all these mean things. And it was one of the more, uh, one of the more liked, commented, respected posts I'd ever done. And in my head, I thought, it was going to be rejected. And in my head, I, I didn't put much quote unquote effort into the post. I just said something vulnerable. I didn't really put much work into it. So it's, yeah, a lot more people are struggling than you think. And there's a lot of courage in being vulnerable and admitting you're struggling. I think the first part of growth is admitting it like, hey, I'm struggling right now. One, th one thing that I've done in my past is when I'm struggling, I'm going through something, just kind of just saying it out loud <laughs> and letting it go, right? I notice when I try to suppress this uncomfortable negative emotion that it actually gets stronger. Um, yeah. yeah. What, are you, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's – I encourage people to – be vulnerable because I think it's kind of a kind of starts a, starts a chain of events and 
not only people are relatable and say, oh, okay, they're struggling and feels that sense of relief, but when you show it, show it, when you share your vulnerable moments, it gives you a sense of relief too. It's like lift, like releasing a, a burden off your back a little bit. And then you're also helping others by, you know, showing other people like, Hey, I'm struggling with this. And it's surprising how many people are struggling with that exact same thing. And then, you know, that's kind of builds a kind of a little bit of a camaraderie and community around that. And it kind of just helped mm. everybody out. So yeah, I love that stuff. I agree. I've had, I've had her. I can't get out of bed. I'm in bed at like one p.m. and my friend's like, "I've had it many times where I can't get out of bed for a long time." And I'm like, "Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "What? Thank you?" <laughs> yeah, you sound like my wife. <laughs> I don't have that problem. <laughs> I feel so much less alone. All right. So there's, there's a lot of, I definitely, it's feeling very brave and being vulnerable. And I think our, our culture is part of our culture. It's, it's not uh, masculine. It's not cool to not have everything together all the time. Are you there? Hello? Oh, can you hear me? No, I can, yeah. Oh, my screen timed out, so then you can hear me. Anyways, but uh, what I was saying was, for whatever reason, it's, it's, like, it's like an unwritten rule that guys aren't allowed to have emotions or speak about having emotions in a way. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, what's, uh, that's what I you know, love about you and what you're doing is, you know, being that male and being that, you know, role model for other males to hopefully help other people to share their vulnerabilities. It seems like, especially with mental health, a lot more females are sharing mental health struggles when just as many guys are struggling with mental health as well, but you just don't hear it as much. And it's just kind of like that Mm. stigma of like, it almost feels weird, weird for guys to, you know, have emotions in a way. Yeah, I remember there's a, a post I did where I, I talked about just my past of really hating myself. And it was another one of those posts I wanted to delete right after, thinking I wouldn't be judged. And that was, it's funny, interesting how that ended up being one of the more powerful ones. I ended up like meeting someone and they saw that post where I admitted that. You know, I hated myself for so long and I was such a burden on the world, et cetera. And apparently he was going through some depressive episodes and seeing my post of vulnerability helped him feel not alone and inspired him. And he's actually making all sorts of amazing growth ever since he saw that post. So there's such a power in being vulnerable. And there's sometimes I go some time without being vulnerable, but when I'm in my power and I'm being authentic with myself, I'm being vulnerable and I'm trying to inspire others to do the same. Yeah, that's awesome. So how can we 
be proactive or is it possible to be proactive when you're in the midst of a struggle to see it as an opportunity or to just kind of have that optimistic view? Do you have any Mm. tips, techniques for how you do that? Yeah, well, first off, as I said earlier, kind of admit it. Um, like, hey, I'm, I'm struggling right now. And two, reach out. Set up a – have a, a circle of people support system in place. Set it up. And also, my other tip is if you're struggling, you're going through something, at least for my experience – is I'm thinking by admitting it, people are going to see me as a burden. And that is the, that is the furthest from the truth. As, as long as you're being proactive and you're not staying in victim, people feel so good to be, um, to be of service in my experience. Like when someone is helping me and supporting me, that you're doing them a favor. So getting that through your head in the, in the, in the sense of by you admitting you're going through it and asking for help, you're actually making other people's lives better. And for me, that was a really powerful realization because if by, by having it where people feel like they're valuable and that they can help me, and they can support me. That is what turned it around for me. That realization, because I just I never wanted to admit I was I was going through it, because I felt like I was being a burden, and that is such a misconception. And if anything, if people reject you for being vulnerable, I mean, not taking it personally is, is one thing. But I know it's easier said than done. But maybe that person's struggling and they don't have the space to really be a support system for you. And maybe it's just, it's a, like you're saying, it's an opportunity to really restructure your circle of people who are willing and actually do love you. I think a lot of people out of sight, out of mind, have people around them that aren't the best fit. If it's romantically, if it's friends. So if anything, when you're being vulnerable and putting yourself out there, it's, you're filtering out the people that should not be in your life. And it brings in the type of people that, are for you and they can support you the way that you deserve to be supported. Yeah. Yeah. And if you can have that strong kind of inner circle, it's just so powerful. And especially when you're going through those struggles, I remember doing a, uh, I kind of did a poll on Facebook and Instagram a while back. And I said, you know, if, if I had blank, I could overcome my social anxiety and I didn't give any pre-filled answers. I just wanted to see what people would put. And the mm-hmm. number one answer people put was support. Mm. So I was like, yep. <laughs> I was like, I agree with you guys mm. for sure. So, and how could you, how do you get support if you don't ask for it? How exactly, do people that's support that's you support. if they don't know you need support? If you're pretending like everything is going to be okay, if everything's perfect, right? Right. How do they know? And so it's one of those things. Yeah. So support is a big one. Um, I know when I'm going through a struggle and some struggles that I've gone through in the past, kind of how I 
try to be proactive about it and see it as an opportunity. Is I, I just kind of have a, a belief that we all everything happens for a reason. Like I just that's just something I believe. So anything that I'm going through, any sort of struggle, I believe it's happening for some sort of reason. Sometimes I can figure out why what the reason is, and that's that's great. And then sometimes I can't, and I just that's where I kind of just go into my faith of okay, this is. It's happening for a reason. I don't know why, but I just got to get through the struggle and something good is going to come out of it. And I'll give an example of this. Um, my wife and I were looking to buy a house. Uh, or actually, we, we... Okay, let me think of a story. So we actually were planning to buy this house, went to some legal issues, weren't able to do so, um, some property line type of stuff. So we ended up uh, renting the house while they were trying to settle the disputes. We ended up not being able to settle disputes, and so they wanted to raise the rent up since we weren't able to buy anymore. We weren't able to do that, pay the rent, so we had to go move back in with my parents, which was mm-hmm. you know not super thrilling. We thought we were about to be out on our own, finally do our thing, and then we had to go back, mm-hmm. back and live with my parents. And I remember, I remember my wife, we were, I was on the phone, I was on my lunch break and I was talking to her and she was like, I can't believe this is happening. And I was, I remember telling her, I was like, I don't know why this is happening right now, but I promise you there is a reason for this happening. Like this is going to be a good thing. Like I just, just know it is. And it was, I mean, we had to live with my parents for a little bit and we ended up getting into the house that we are now, which is, uh, way more of what we, what I would call our, our dream house compared to that we're in this in the right location we want to be into it's a, a lot better house works a lot better for us especially now we have three kids and back then we had two can't imagine having mm. three in that little house so yeah it, it, <laughs> it was, yeah it was a great thing that happened to us like so, so glad that we weren't able to close on that house because wow. it would have been it would have been rough in there but yeah, it's it's funny. It's just if we can just frame those struggles, and sometimes it's hard to do it. But if we can see, oh, you know, know something coming out of this, maybe we don't know what it is, but it's kind of gonna fight through it till we get to that end of the tunnel, and we'll see the light, and we'll see what's shining, and see what that gift was that we're getting. Yeah, well, thanks for sharing that. Really like that dynamic of framing i feel like framing has just been such a theme in my life right like yeah i i don't get a job instead of oh i'm a piece of crap it's uh i'm so much stronger now i can put up i can i can handle more right yeah exactly i didn't get rejected by that girl like i'm now i'm stronger now i went through that i know what it feels like i had my heartbreak and I'm stronger. It's like I feel like the more it framed right, the more we go through, the the stronger we, I have become. Yeah, and I challenge people to listen right now. Think back of a time where you had a struggle back in the past that, you know, now you're past. You're you're you've gone through it and you're kind of over it, over that struggle. Think back of what what was the good thing that happened because of that? Did you learn a lesson? Did something come out of it? Did you gain access to an opportunity that you wouldn't have had had you not gone through that struggle? So I really, I really challenge you to really think through that, and that'll help you kind of 
be able to frame uh, struggles in the in the future uh, when you come across. Mm. Yeah, I love that. So I mean, that's pretty much all I had. Do you have anything, Jeremy? Um, no, I'm definitely excited for future topics and. Also, I'm excited to kind of bring on guest speakers. That's something I'm looking forward to doing. Oh, uh, yeah. And I got a, I got a few guests in mind I'll talk with you yeah. later about, tease the audience here. But, yeah, I definitely have some guests we'll definitely want to bring on here. Uh, yeah. Book writer had a very, very challenging past. She wrote a book, and she's doing – is doing really well and she's a coach now and she turned her entire life around and um her whole thing is pretty similar the dynamic of like turning your dark times into your light and like turning your challenges into your greatest gifts and satisfactions in life i'm sure she'll talk more about that yeah yeah sounds awesome so um i guess guys have any questions feedback uh, send it over to us. Any topic suggestions? We're always down to listen to anything like that. So we definitely just want to bring you all content that's, uh, you know, helpful to you all and your struggles with that you may have with social anxiety or mental health in general. Uh, please leave us a review. And you can follow us. Uh, I think we're primarily both on Instagram. I'm social underscore anxiety underscore Kyle. And Jeremy, what are you, Jeremy Talks to Strangers? That's Jeremy Talks to Strangers. Jeremy Talks to Strangers. No underscores. <laughs> no underscore. <laughs> cool. Yeah, definitely reach out. My inbox is always open.